Hello, Shiny Faithful, and thank you, as always, for listening. We ran a little long last week with our chat on how it is we record a podcast and the processes we go through and how we make this every single week. If you'd like to hear the first bit of that, why don't you stop right now, go back, listen to last week's episode, and then hop on up and get caught up. We're going to do a shorter episode this week so that we can recharge a bit and uh, figure out how it is that we're going to get Colin moved from point A to point B. We'll be back next week with a full episode, all the latest and greatest, just for you, served up, fresh, and slightly curmudgeonly, the way you like it. Hope you are all so well. Thank you again, and enjoy the exciting conclusion of the Shiny Podcast's how-to audio. This is called 50 Million Buckaroos. This is Chris. I couldn't talk to my phone to make my lights turn purple. What is a computer was a gateway. You know, we all want the internet to exist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly, yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, so it's cool. Cool. This is Shiny Podcast. Following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. And so, typically speaking, uh, when it comes to editing, uh, I primarily am using Audacity uh, to, to do that. It is, it's free, um, it's open source, and it, uh, well, it, it serves our purposes at the very least. Ha- having zero editing experience prior to, to working on the podcast Um it has certainly been a, a, a big learning experience, uh, and it has a lot of the tools and functionality that we need for for this production. But um, I'm I'm sure you know ha, ha, what what sort of programs have you used in in the past? Um, you know, a long time ago, I'd used like GarageBand, which I still yeah, actually, if right you've on. got a Mac, I think it's a a good a good one to use. I think that you, if you're trying to like pursue a certain production level, you'll probably hit a wall with it at some point. Or- I've used Logic before, mm-hmm. although it never really lodged in the same way that Reaper has. You see, in, you know, in another another universe, I, I like to play a lot of music, and so I've done a lot of recording that way. Sure. And, but most of the time, somebody else is in charge of that, <laughs> actually, and a lot, a lot better at it than, than I have been. Sure. So while it's been super nice, like I have a, a large network of people I can kind of talk to about this issue. Mm-hmm. You know, the other the other thing is that I, I do basically all of my computing on Linux, like I've mentioned. And so there are some unique challenges that that, that brings up. Uh, I have linked in the show notes a Linux specific audio guide that gives you a ton of information about that, by the way. Nice. But the. Long and the short of it is once you find an appropriate program, and in this case, the cross-platform Reaper, and affordably priced, if I do say so myself. By the way, that's another thing. Like, boy, the software in this Pro Tools is like $800, you know? Yikes. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Logic isn't that bad, but it used to be like $500 and up. Good lord. No. Good. I know, (laughs) man. I know. If we were like making money off of the show and like had 
thousands of listeners and and whatnot maybe if it if if it seemed like it was going to enhance our production value but your i feel like your average podcast no way like yeah and that's that you know this is very much meant with a bit of you know a bit of an egalitarian bent where like you know we're trying to do this without like you know losing uh losing too much of our of our wallets in it and also too much of our lives correct the casual excellent high quality audio podcast <laughs> if you will <laughs> if you will and i will and i will as well that being said, I do think that Audacity is an excellent choice, especially for, for editing and mixing. Um, and it is known that their, their noise reduction is really some of the best in the industry. The problem is it's really hard to reduce noise. Yes. It's really, really <laughs> yeah. hard. It's a difficult thing. So while it's the best, it's still not great because the best thing you can do is have clean audio without problems in the first place. <laughs> Now, there's two phases to, to, to producing your, your podcast, really. There's the phase where you mix it, where you take every track that you've recorded about your wonderful conversation and that you topic that's so, so engaging and you can't wait to, sh to show the world. You mix it so that everybody sounds at the same level. You've got, you know, little sliders that let you de determine the volume of each individual track that you've recorded. You sometimes apply what's called an EQ or an equalization, which lets you frequency per frequency change the, the characteristics of the tone a little bit to either, you know, to get a sound out of somebody's voice or other source that you really like. There's definitely some, some, some conventions that you use, like, you know, oh, hey, that's a, that's a guy with a deep voice. Maybe I'll do it kind of like this. Or, you know, that's kind of like a high-pitched, nasally voice. Maybe I'll do it like this. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there is an EQ that I apply to both Colin and I that's the same exact thing. We, not that we sound the same, but it's just a very light, um, you know, bumping of a couple ranges, just a teeny tiny bit to kind of warm up our voice a bit. And you can do that. You're allowed to do so. There's a lot into that theory. And I... There, there's people who are uh, consider this, you know, consider the best way to go uh, to add what you don't have. And then there's some that think that it's better to subtract what you have too much of. And that's largely something that you can determine the more you you make stuff. And it might sound kind of like hard to, to understand w before you do it. But if you think of, you know, sound, we have low sounds and we have high sounds and they're all on different frequencies. You can play with those levels of each individual range of sound, and it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So that's the process in which you would you would likely do that. There's other effects that you might you might go into, which probably lie outside the scope of this particular episode. But you'll hear things like compression. You'll hear things like um, uh, uh, phase. Uh, uh, you'll hear things like. Um, uh, um, well, leave it at phase. <laughs> and those are important concepts to understand, but that's like, that's sort of a deep dive and requires a, a, a greater understanding of how sound works inside of a machine and how you can manipulate it than I think we can explain in this hour. Yeah, right on. There's another level that you probably should do after you're done and you've gotten the, 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 the you know, gotten everything, the, the right, 
the proper volume relative to each other. And that's called a master. A master isn't what I'll say required in that you can end up with a pretty decently recorded piece of audio without mastering it. But it can really help tune your production for the, you know, listening on speakers in a pleasant way. Yeah. And so what I usually do is record everything, you know, at a, at a nice, bright, full level, but make sure that I've got a little bit of distance between what would be considered maximum clipping volume and what we record. Mix everything a little bit lower. And at the end, usually I, I will use a, you know, a separate program. Like, you know, if I record in, in, in one, I'll do this in the other or, you know, vice, you know, whatever. Sure. I'll go back and just like listen to the mix down, the sum of all of the tracks we've recorded onto a left and a right channel, because, you know, we have two ears. There's a left and a right channel in mixed down audio. And boost the overall volume a little bit while listening and comparing the whole thing as one, as one cohesive thing. I'll, I'll tweak the EQ again as well to make sure that it's where I want it to be now that it's all summed together. That is an extremely light example of what you can do with a master. <laughs> but that's a, that's a, I think for a lot of people, probably about as far as one might go. Yeah, it's, but it's it, a pretty deep well. <laughs> it's an extremely deep well, and there are people whose entire jobs are just to master. Yeah. Because again, you got a lot of different sources of audio that you've recorded, and you, all of the characteristics, the room they were in, all of the things that we've just described, the, the points that made up what that signal was, you have to account for the deeper you get into mastering. That's why I recommend starting small in that realm. Right on. Great. So lo and behold, we have made a podcast, Colin. Here we are. We have made it. It's done. It is mixed. It is, well, it is recorded. It is mixed. It is mastered. Now what do you do with it? How do you get people to hear it? Yeah, you got to publish. Got to publish it. Got to get it out. Grab those ears. And there are there are some free programs out there that exist or free websites that you can use like a like a SoundCloud or something like that. But if you want to get to where all the ears are, there's a little a little secret that a little dirty secret about the podcasting world that you should know. All of the applications that you like, uh, Pocket Casts, Overcasts, or even just the built-in Google or Apple podcast players, especially Apple, uh, as you'll see, um, they all just use Apple's network. Yeah. They all just use the iTunes network. It all gets funneled through that, through that one space. If you just publish on iTunes, you hit all of the bases. There are other networks out there. There's like, you know, G Potter or whatever, but like it, it's not super necessary. <laughs> you just publish on iTunes. It's going to work. You can explicitly go to Google Play and Stitcher and, and, and Pocket Cast and all those and like get your own territory on their network. And that might be nice if you want to have a little more control over, you know, how it looks in each of those places. 
But basically, you have to get into iTunes and register it there on what's called the iTunes Podcast Connect site. Now, here's the gotcha. Oh my god, the most frustrating gotcha. If you create an Apple ID specifically for this podcast, you will not be able to actually use the account to validate the podcast, to go through their Apple's validation process, unless you at least once log into an Apple device with that Apple ID. Bananas. If, if you don't have a Mac or an iOS device at your disposal and you create an Apple ID through their website, it, it will, will not work. You have got to use an Apple device. It's crazy. It's so crazy. My understanding is it won't even work if you log into iTunes on Windows. No, no, it has to be a physical Apple device. So, word to the wise, borrow someone's Mac if you don't have one. But if, if you are a, a PC user or if you're, you know, an Android user or, you know, you're just not in the Apple ecosystem, know that you have got to use a real Apple something in order to get your account to work. And once you do, you never have to log in on it again. You can go through the iTunes Podcast Connect website and do everything you need to do. But the truth is, you don't really need to do anything after that. All you have to do once you can get through is log is uh, you log in, you put a URL that points to your podcast's RSS feed. And this is the next part point. An RSS feed is this really old thing that's almost as old as the internet itself. Well, not quite, but it's super old. It stands for really simple syndication, and it's just a method that computers use to keep track of when somebody publishes something somewhere on the internet. That's all it is. It's really simple. Get it? <laughs> it's real simple, in fact. There's a, we'll get into that a little bit more in just a second, but once you have your RSS feed, you plug it into iTunes Connect, and you are off to the races, and you probably, unless you have run afoul of Apple in some way, you probably never have to log into that ever again. Yeah. But no, that is a very frustrating problem. Yes, it's a very and it's coming. stupid, stupid problem. So lastly, you need some, something that will make the RSS feed for you. There's a bunch of ways to skin this cat. I don't recommend handcrafting your own RSS feed. Though it's possible, and if you've ever looked at HTML, it looks somewhat similar, you'll... That, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. <laughs> this is dumb. This is, there's no reason to. Let computers do computer things and humans do creative things. Writing an RSS feed is not a creative thing. <laughs> so you can use a platform like Libsyn or, or you know, SoundCloud is another one that generates an RSS feed. You can use uh, WordPress to do that if you want. These are all hosting platforms. Colin and I settled on one called Fireside. And the reason for that is, yes, it costs a little bit of money. But it's the path of least resistance. Yes, I am a fan of working uh, smarter and not harder. 
And what Fireside especially does is automatically format your RSS feed for your podcast in a way that iTunes is going to take without problem. And that is not actually a trivial thing. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Apple is very particular about the way that your RSS feed has to be structured. So if you use a platform like Fireside, specifically Fireside, not just a platform like it, if you use Fireside, it takes care of that entire problem for you. Yeah. Which is wonderful, because I don't want to have to think about it. <laughs> There's also, you know, the ability to, it gives you a website, yeah. it gives you uh, different, you know, you can control artwork per episode, it gives you metrics yes. on downloads, all of these wonderful features. And that is why we settled on yeah, it. Absolutely. It it expedites that entire process and makes it just so, so easy. And yes, having all of those metrics to look at, knowing that we have X amount of downloads in Germany or um, in Israel or, you know, <laughs> or what type Belarus. of device someone listened on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah, what type of device people are listening on. It's, I don't know. It's it's a great service. Uh, I I highly recommend it. Yeah, they nail it for sure. They nail it for sure. We have gone around the universe. We've gone from one end of the solar system to the other and back again with creating a podcast. And While it has been a frustrating process, it has also been an extremely rewarding process to finally get our heads around how to do this the correct way. Absolutely. If you follow the steps that we just laid out, you, you're going to be able to come up with something that honestly is going to beat like probably 90% of what you hear out there in the, in, in the ether. There's a lot of bad audio. I've heard a lot of bad audio. <laughs> and, you know, we're not innocent of that we've nope. we've put out a fair amount yeah, of that some audio. of that is in, i'm including listening to our own episodes <laughs> absolutely absolutely but we've been really striving and working our butts off to get this right and i hope i hope that at this moment and at all moments going forward you will hear that the fruits of the of that labor but we're not you know really interested in bundling that up this this shiny podcast is about shining the light as much as it is casting shade right and <laughs> Hopefully, if you if 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 you want to create something, if if you the listener think that this is a could be a fun thing, and it is, I hope that you can take what we just talked about and 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 run with it, and make something truly wonderful. And how? So that is how the shiny podcast makes the shiny podcast. And there it is. It's <laughs> all out on the table, folks. <laughs> This has been another episode of The Shiny Podcast with our exclusive and extensive look at how to record audio for a podcast or really anything else that you would like to do. We would love to hear from you. Reach us at Kali Ali Wally Bali Dolly 11. I'm at Fluxola. And there's a joint account at Cast the Shine all on that there twitter.com of course we have a facebook account but you can catch all of the action newest episodes 
everything else we choose to post at shinypodcast.com or on any old podcatcher that you like. We'll be there and see you next week. <laughs>